on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Purcell, and this is the show for the realists say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. Welcome to motherfucking reality. Guys, today we have Q and AF. That's where you submit the Qs. And we bring you the AFs. Now, you can submit your questions one of a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can drop your questions in the comments on the Q&A F episodes right there on YouTube, and we'll pick some from there as well. Uh, other times you tune in, we're going to have CTI. That stands for Cruise the Internet. That's our society, culture, what's going on in the world show. We talk about what's happening. We speculate on what's true, what we think is not true. Then we talk about how we, the people, have a responsibility and obligation to fix what's going on in society. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Other times we have 75 hard verses. 75 hard verses where somebody who has completed the 75 hard program comes on the show and talks about how their life was shitty before and how they got in line using the 75 hard program and how you can as well. And if you're unfamiliar with 75 hard, uh, it is the world's most popular mental recalibration, mental toughness program. Uh, it is part of the Live Hard program, and you can get all of that program for free at episode 208. Um, if you would like, there's a book for sale called The Book on Mental Toughness on my website that we just dropped that is still uh, on pre-order because we sell the book out every time it hops in. So that book covers the Live Hard program, plus a whole bunch of other chapters on mental toughness, why it's appropriate, why you need it, and how to benefit your life. So you don't have to buy the book. The program is free. It's on episode 208, but I think you'll enjoy the book as well. Now, on this show, we have a fee. The fee is not monetary. I don't run ads on the show. I don't try to sell stuff on the show, but I do appreciate when you support my companies because I don't take ads on the show. Uh, so I come on here, I try to deliver value, I try to deliver insight, I give you some skills, some ideas, which is what we do on Q&AF. Um, and I just appreciate the support. And so I ask that you pay the fee, and the fee is very simple. Uh, please support my stuff. You know, obviously, uh, buy my shit. But outside of that, um, you know, we get censored, we get throttled, we get messed with, and I need you guys to share the show if you need the message to get out. So uh, if you think it's a good message, it makes you think, it makes you laugh, it gives you a new perspective, it teaches you some skills, which Q&AF always does, uh, please share the show. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Yo. What's up? So you know who Shane Gillis is? Shane, the, the comedian? comedian? Yeah. yeah. Did you see the new uh, the new sponsorship deal he has? Yeah, Bud Light sponsored Bud Light sponsored yeah. him. He, accepted, he was actually just here. I want to say that was like last week, maybe. Even. Uh, here in St. Louis, yeah, yeah. Oh, like he took a tour of a uh, of, of Anheuser Busch, and you know he's been getting some flack. Has he? He's been getting some flack, like yeah. some legitimate flack. Yeah, right? yeah. I think everybody's gonna for a while. Yeah, but like my question is like, okay, guys, like we, I get it. Well, but like we're gonna let the shit go. Well, like, I I think I I mean you ask me what I think. Yeah, like I mean well, I'm just what saying, do you like, think? Well, I mean, bro, it's just like when, when do we let it go? Like, okay. They got more than a slap on the wrist. They got listen. They got punished more by cancel culture than probably any company in history ever. And, and more importantly, yeah. who got punished worse? The the it wasn't the company. The blue collar workers, the drivers, the distributors, the private the private uh, companies like our buddies up here, Gray Eagle, right yeah. up the street from us, who are great friends of ours and great people. And like we said, you know, this does not punish the guys at the top. Yeah. This punishes the working class people. 
who've been laid off or, you know, and, and, you know, it's your neighbors, man. It's the good people who stand with you on these. Look, dude, I can tell you this. There's not a single motherfucker that works for Bud Light that's at the driver level or the bar level or the distributor level or any of these levels that agree with that move they made. And they took the brunt of that punishment. Mm -hmm. And this is why cancel culture on both sides is never a good thing after the point is made. Okay. The point was made. The point said, don't do that or we're not going to buy your shit. Mm -hmm. All right. And it fucking hurt them. I think they understood it. Yes. And now they're reconciling and making moves. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are still upset because they never came out and said anything, mm -hmm. right? But the truth of the matter is, is they're showing with their actions that they're going to get back to just being a beer company that promotes what we all want, which is to be left the fuck alone. We want to drink beer with our friends. Mm -hmm. You know, they got Peyton Manning now. They got they got Dana White now. They got, you know, they're, they're making the right decisions now. And in my opinion, when companies make a wrong decision, they should be allowed to correct the behavior. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and if they make the decision, and now I also believe that if they do the same thing again, it's never again. Yeah, done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I think that, you know, as a, a business owner, you know, mistakes are made. And when people make mistakes, they should have an opportunity to correct those mistakes. And when those mistakes are corrected, people should, you know, if they choose to, uh, you know, go back to being a customer of theirs or at least shut the fuck up about it. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Either buy the beer or just shut the fuck up. Yeah. Buy right. something else. I like Shane, man. Like, I, I, th I think yeah, he's a he's, great he's ambassador a... for, like, the special needs community. Yeah. You know, as a member of it, I think. <laughs> he's, he's he's funny. He's I, funny. I fucking love him, dude. Yeah. Look, man. Him. The, uh... And it's a genuine partnership, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's not doing it for the fucking money. Like, I mean, he understands the situation. He's like, yeah, listen, you guys fucked up. Yeah, all right, cool. Let's yeah. partner. You know, it's a tell genuine, you what, authentic relationship. I, you know, when I was drinking beer back a few months ago, because mm -hmm. I was off the program, I did drink a few Bud Lights. Yeah, I felt I felt a little weird about it. <laughs> I got a picture. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I felt a little weird about it, but Just... after a few, I felt it felt okay. It was kind of like getting back in the swing. Yeah, but like, bro, we can't. Here's the real, real we can't talk. Hold to the ship. No, forever, we man. listen. Culturally, we cannot continue this. You have to align with everything I say, everything I think. Every, there, yes, there's things that, that we have to stand up and say no. Yeah. Okay? But we cannot demand that every single person and every single company and every single internet personality agree with every single thing that we say because no one does. And if we're going to create what the left created for the last 10 years, you know, of this cancel culture where if you step over the line one inch... You're fucking I'm over, done. and the mob's coming for you, which, by the way, was always a lot of bots, and it was always a lot of fake things that these big tech companies do to create the perception of panic and fear and no, cancellation. Yes, yeah. to get people to fall in line with the narrative. Yeah. All right? And we've now been shown that that's true with the Twitter files and some of the information that's come out about all these big tech platforms. They've been using bots. They've been... Attacking people from, I don't think a lot of people still understand this. A lot of people don't really understand that Twitter was using a bot network inside their fucking HQ, okay, inside their control, their realm, to manipulate social narratives. At the discretion of the federal government. That, at the discretion of the federal government. And that's what the Twitter files showed, all right? So we have to be smarter than this, and we have to quit playing into this canceling bullshit. Of course, 
companies are going to make mistakes. Of course, people have pass. People have made bad decisions in their past. People have made mistakes. But we as a society, if we're going to improve and we're going to be a productive society, we have to quit ruining people for doing things that we don't approve of. And and maybe we can let them know about it. But we don't have to fucking ruin their whole lives. And then after they're trying to reconcile them. Dude, fucking... I can't stand cancel culture, dude. I yeah. cannot fucking stand it. I cannot stand the the amount of... Now, look, there's a difference. Like, there's accountability. There's when people do fucked up shit, they deserve to be fucking called out on it and held accountable to it. However, just piling on after the fact, after they've acknowledged it, after they've said, hey, man, you know what? I did make that mistake. And then they made it right. That's not cool, man. No. That's not how it should be. You know, it should be like, hey, all right, these people did something we that we, the core customer, didn't like. We let them know about it. They fixed it, and and we're okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if they do the same thing again, like if Bud Light were to come out and do the same thing again a year from now or two years from now, I would never buy their product ever again. And I would be with every single person who says says that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we've got to we've we've got to have some common sense around this issue of canceling. You know, I see a lot of influencers get canceled, right? Now, it used to be you got canceled from the left because you were racist or you were misogynist or like if you were me, you were just a white dude with opinions and fucking they hate all your opinions, so fuck this guy, right? But now that that has switched over to the other side where like if you don't go to church every single day and you don't say you're pro-life and you don't do the all these things the, the far conservatives say, now you're getting punished. And so what we have here is this extreme pendulum swinging back and forth, which eventually will lead to violence. What we really need is we need people to come together and say, hey, we're sick of this. Are you sick of this? Yes, we're sick of this too. And figure out a way to get along and to come to an understanding so we can have productive conversation in, in, in the world and understand that like, we have to have some tolerance for different ways of life and different opinions and different viewpoints. Otherwise, bro, we're going to end up with, with, with a really bad environment and bad situations over and over again. And I think, you know, I think, I think the internet has been very conducive to that. And I see it rebounding the other way because the people on the right have been at the, like, bro, I've been on the beatings end of cancel culture so many times from the left. And now it's like these people who have been, over here and been canceled and been attacked are, are now doing the attacking. And we have to find a, we have to find a reasonable solution here. And I, I, I just, I think that when people own their mistakes and they say, Hey, I'm not going to do that. And they make it right. They should be given some grace. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm with you, man. Yeah. I'm with you. Just wanted to bring that up. Um, but it, it is Q and a, uh, <coughs> I got some good ones for you. Cool. Yeah. Question number one, uh, Andy. I'm in my fifth year of entrepreneurship, going from twenty five thousand in revenue over my first three years to one hundred and fifty thousand in year four, and now four hundred thousand in one business and four hundred and eighty thousand in my second business in year five. Um, there is some profitability, but I get the feeling that every dollar I take out of the business is a waste, given how much room I know there is to still grow. Um, how did you arrive at the decision to start paying yourself more? And was there any calculation behind how much you paid yourself? I'm definitely motivated by the cars, the watches, the houses, and the jets. And know that part of my reason for putting in all the work is to be able to buy those things. But struggle to balance between wanting to buy those things and reinvesting in my business. So how did you get to that 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 moment of knowing 
hey, what's more important? How did you set those priorities? Well, look, if you ask guys like Dave Ramsey, he, <laughs> no, for real, yeah. Dave Ramsey's old school. I think he says a lot of real valuable shit. But if you ask him, he's going to be ultra conservative on this. Mm-hmm. He's going to say, you know, the things he says, which is you, you got to buy everything in cash and, and all these things. And, you know, that's one viewpoint. I, here's, here's my point. There's a million different answers you're going to get to this question. It depends on who you ask. Mm-hmm. You can ask a lot of these guys on the internet, and they're going to say, spend all your money on lifestyle so you can make more money, so you can show off, right? They're going to say shit like that. So there's there's something in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I remember when I, when I first started making a little bit of money, I asked my dad, I'm like, dad, how do I know when to, and he's like, he, his answer was, well, you'll know, okay? And- the truth of the matter is there's no real formula and there's no there's no real calculation here that, you know, I, I've i always lived on less than 10% of my income, mm-hmm. but I've been doing this for a long time. So when people see my lifestyle, they fucking, they don't understand. This is wealth accumulation over 25 years. This isn't, I made this all in one fucking year or right. a monthly income, like right. the influencer gurus will say, right? These, this, so so here's what you have to decide. Real talk. What's it worth to you? Is it worth you slowing down the growth of your business to drive a nicer car? Is it worth you slowing down the growth of your business to to wear a nice watch? I don't think it is. I can tell you it's not because I have all those things and honestly, I don't give a fuck about them, all right? Once you have them, you're not gonna fucking care. You're really not. For a little bit, you're gonna care. For a couple years, you're gonna be like, I'm the fucking man, look at me. And then you're gonna get used to it. It's gonna be no different than what you're driving now. You're not gonna even think twice of it. Do you, do, you're around me 24 hours a day, bro. Do you think I really makes a difference to me? No. At all? Real no. talk? No. Like, people like, post your shit. I'm like, I don't really care, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not the same as it was. Now I, 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 now I drive my, I de, I'm sorry, I derive my motivation and get my drive from seeing my people win. Right? Seeing them drive those, seeing cars. them get yeah. their dreams and yeah. they get their houses and do their things and build their careers, take care of their families, and that's what I'm committed to. And so, my answer to you is that it's great to have material goals. It's great to have material success. It's fucking cool. All right, it is cool. I, I would I'm, I would rather have it than not have it. Okay, <laughs> right. Um, I'm not gonna sell all my shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I think I might because I'm just like, I'm going to go live in the fucking woods because the world's crazy. But the truth is, is I do like I do like it. It's fun, but I don't it's not, it's not I'm not attached to it. But I've also earned it. You know, I've been doing this for 25 years. Like this isn't new to me. It's not a new thing. Um, and my, que- my my answer to you as a young person would be if I were advising you. I would tell you to go as long as you can without any of that shit and reinvest as much as you can into your business for as long as you can. And you might get to a point where you skip all that stuff and you just say, I know, dude, I know a lot of really wealthy dudes that drive regular cars, live in normal houses, you know, but, and then people say, well, what's the point? Well, the point is, is that they're, they have shifted their focus from what's in it for them to doing something, building something that's much bigger than them. And they don't care about that anymore. They realize once they realize they're secure and they can do everything, doing the thing loses its luster. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to buy another fucking car. I don't need to, but I will, because I like them. But the point is, I don't need it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's like, it's like knowing that you have the ability to do it. Yeah. Does it, like, it yeah. doesn't mean you have to do yeah. it. Yeah, like, and, 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 and But so, you know you can. So the answer to any yeah. young person out here who's building something, you have to ignore the guru 
person out here telling you you need this or that or this or this or this. And you start realizing that like if you're building a real business, you should go for as long as you can without any of that instant gratification or material shit. And the the longer you can go without it, the bigger success that you will have mm-hmm. in the shorter amount of time. Because the resources that, just like this guy said, that you're taking out for yourself could be applied to the business and could create this massive win. We have to understand each other here. I'm in a different position in life than you are. I'm 44 years old. I'm not fucking in my 20s. Yeah. At some point, I have to experience the shit, right? Now, now, if you ask guys like Gary, Gary V, he'll say, I never want the shit. But he has different goals. He wants to buy the fucking jets. And he really wants to. And he, mm-hmm. I think he probably will eventually, you, you know? Um, but the point is, is that it's different for everybody. Everybody has a different answer. But if your goal is to truly become like wildly successful, if that's really your goal, the longer that you can delay gratification and spend all of your money on your project, on your business and growing your business, the more successful you will be at a younger age that will come much faster than what you realize. Hmm. And so that would be my advice. Let me ask you this, Andy, because it's not, dude, you're going to be cool for like a week yeah. driving the car. You know what I mean? And once like, you fart in the seat a couple of times, it's like, all right, it's, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask you this, though, because, you know, you, you I, and I've heard you say this a few times. Like, you know, it's 10% of my income is what I use on my lifestyle and stuff, yeah. right? And I think that's great. But, I, and, I, and I like, I hear this and I'm like, okay, well, like, how did you get that's to- That's over the course of my life. Right. But, yeah. but like, how did you get to, to be, is that discipline? Is that something that you, like, when did you make the decision, okay, well, this is going to be what it is? Well, when I, even when I was, wasn't making much money, I still tried to abide by that. I mean, dude, look, I moved back in with my dad at 27 years old, so mm. I didn't have any rent. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I lived, I, when I was doing that first 10 years of business, bro, I worked other jobs to keep my business going. I, um, I you, tried to. It was a sense of you had to. Sort of, but I, I didn't have to that whole time. See, that's that's the story, right? Like, when I tell the story, I tell it, and I say, okay, the first 10 years, I only made $58,000, which is true. However, the other part of that story is the, the, the last four of those 10 years, I could have paid myself a lot more money, but I chose to invest it in the business. You see what I'm saying? Got it. yeah. It's not like we were fucking just broke the entire time. It's that we continued to stay paid low for as long as we could, so that we could grow the business. Yeah. So it's a it's a matter of delayed gratification. And the person that can delay gratification longest tends to come out the other side with the most amount of wealth. I love that, man. I love it. Yeah, you guys got to be careful, man, because the internet, like, bro, I this is why I really don't show my lifestyle that much anymore. You know, you'll see it here and there, and I'll show it sometimes because I know it inspires people. Um, but the truth of the matter is I don't want to contribute to the mentality that that's what it's all about. It's cool. I'm not shitting on it, bro. I have one of the coolest lives ever. Like, if you go watch a- any of the day in the life up, ep- the first two day in the life episodes, I mean, you're gonna see. Like, I live a pretty insane fucking life. Um, but the reality is, guys, is that you know, this is about doing something. This is about building something. This is about creating something and becoming something. And the more resources you can apply to that, and delay yourself from falling into the trap of what's cool on the internet. The more successful you're going to become, it's just math. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's my that's my pitch. You know, I I would love to show more of my stuff. I would love to do a car YouTube channel. I like. I'm in fact, I'm still thinking about doing it, but I just don't want kids. The young, I don't want the young entrepreneurs to think that that's what the game's about because it's not. 
You know what I mean? So it's like this weird level of responsibility, I feel like. I'm trying to balance that out. Show enough that inspires, but don't like make people think that that's what it's all about because it's not all about that. Yeah. You know, when you're young and you don't have shit, your motivation is going to be selfish. It's going to be, hey, I want some shit. I want a nicer house. I want to be able to go to dinner and pay for all my friends. I want a cool car. I want these things. And that's why you're doing those things. And that's great. That's a great motivation. That's why I don't like when people shit on material things as goals for young people. Like, people will just shit on them. They will say, oh, dude, fuck that stuff. No, dude, you don't understand. There's millions of times that I wanted to quit that I didn't quit because I wanted a fucking Lamborghini, bro. I wanted to have, you know what I'm saying? And now we live in, now we have all these companies that we're involved in uh, that employ all these people and create all these results for people and do all these, these things that, that are way bigger than a car. You know what I mean? But that's where it all starts. Yes. And then as you progress through the process and you start to look at it different, you start to, and I think it's, it's also achievement, but it's also maturity. You start to say, fuck, dude, I actually really like seeing other people win. I actually see, I like building careers. I, I want to win because I want all of our guys to fucking grow. And, you know, we go, it just, it shifts, right? And it shifts into a purpose-driven motivation from material-driven motivation. And and I think that's required to go because people that don't make that shift, what ends up happening to them is they lose all their shit because once they get the shit, they get lazy. So the most successful people in my opinion, usually start out with self selfish goals. And then once they achieve the selfish goals, they they expand their purpose into the bigger things. And then that purpose then gets them out of bed every day and makes them happy and gives them uh, you know, a different perspective on why they're doing what they do, which, you know, ultimately allows them to maintain and create more success because now it's not just about what they have and they're not comfortable. You understand? Yeah. So, like, when you just win and you, this is why lottery winners go broke. They get everything they fucking want yep. and then they're miserable and they don't have a purpose and they don't have a, they, they don't have, you know, like, there's, I just think it's, I think it's important to have material goals and it's also important to realize that eventually you're going to outgrow those goals. And I think if you want to win on the biggest scale possible, like this person says they do, which by the way, you're doing great. That's exactly, that sounds exactly how it should go. You have to delay gratification longer than the other guys. The longer you can delay gratification, the the better you're going to be. When we were coming up with First Form and Supplement Superstores, you know, there was tons of companies that that were much bigger than us that we were able to overcome because and catch and, and end up surpassing because they they were not delaying gratification. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were they were out spending too much money and they were doing too much shit. And uh, and then the the little guy that you don't suspect ends up passing him by. And, yeah, because yeah, he's fucking so, salivating and chomping. Yeah, the and, and I would also add to this: it goes in, it goes in. There's phases to this. There's phases in your life over the course of, you know, the decades that you're going to be doing this. There's going to be three or four year stints where you don't make any money. Then there's going to be three or four year stints where you make a lot of money. Then you're going to have to go back to making no money to level up the next time. Then you're going to make some more. Then you're going to go back to sacrificing again. And so like, it's, it's not this thing for most people where they just start making money and they make it. It's, it's sort of like, it's like up flat, up flat, up flat. And you have to be willing to continue to reinvest when the time comes. Otherwise you cannot scale. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's, 
That's my short answer. I love it. No, yeah. I love it, man. <clears throat> I love it. Guys, Andy, question number two. Andy, I'm a 24-year-old project manager at a tech company. I moved up in my company quickly, and I got a significant raise this past year. This led me being able to buy a house. My issue is I feel like I'm becoming complacent. Just got done talking about this. Yeah. I worked super hard to get to this position that I'm in and to buy my first home, but now I feel like I'm starting to slip. I want to continue to progress in life and not take steps backwards, but now that I have hit my goals, it's harder for me to have the motivation to do the things that got me to this point in the first place. How do you suggest fixing this before it gets too late? Uh, it's, it's really an expansion on what I just said. You know, you have to be willing to, you have to understand, you're going to have to expand. You know what real winners do? Real winners raise the bar before they ever hit the bar. Before they ever hit, what the minute I know I'm going to hit a goal, I'm already thinking of the next goal. Mm. Like I never actually hit a goal. I don't, I don't hit a goal and celebrate. It doesn't happen because before I've hit the goal, I've already started thinking about the next thing. All right. So congratulations on hitting your goal, but what's next? Because the reality is you didn't really buy the nicest house out here. You didn't really mm. like you're, you're not winning on a big level, bro. You're doing good for a 24 year old, but are you doing good for a 44 year old? Mm. You're going to be 44 before you know it, bro. I was 24 fucking yesterday. If I had said when I was 24, hey, man, when I bought, when I got my first house or when I got my first thing or when I got my, you know, like, like when I bought my first house, bro, you know how much it cost me? 76 grand. Hmm. I bought a $76,000 bungalow that I lived in. Baller. Yeah. And if, if I had stopped at that fucking, if I had stopped at that house, you could see it. You go live in, like, it was a fucking, it's a little bungalow. Here's the reality. Had I stopped when that house, when I bought that house and said, I bought the house, where the fuck would we be now? So you don't even know what greatness you have inside of you when you get comfortable with whatever it is that you ha have at the time. So we have to understand that a championship person, someone who's going to continue to win, who's going to continue to grow, who's going to be great, you have to raise the bar before you hit the bar. And your job right now is to now expand your vision for what success means so that you're going to be somewhere when you're 44 that you're proud of. Because if you're in the same spot that you're at now when you're 44, you're probably going to feel like a failure. So we have to expand our vision, we have to expand our actions, and we have to go for bigger and better things before we even hit where we're trying to get to. You find it? Yeah, absolutely. I think so. I think this is it. Is yeah, it? fucking that's it right there, bro. That's my first house. Damn. That's it. That's the first house I ever owned in my life. I was, tw I was probably... It looks nice, though. No, it, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. But that's the point. Yeah. I fucking loved it, and I was proud of it. That was my first house. Damn. I parked right there. Dude, you know how many fucking beers I drank at that house? <laughs> fucking all the Bud Lights, baby. <laughs> fucking all of them. Bro, me and Chris both. Actually, Chris owned that house after me. Damn. And then, and then he sold it to another buddy of ours who I think maybe still owns it. Damn. So, yeah, that's it. And that's much nicer than it was when I had it. Yeah. When I had it, it had blue siding. It didn't have all those plants in the front. That's a look, look. And it, by the way, that's a very nice house. I'm not shitting on the house. Oh, it's at 178 right now. Well, I paid. It's for sale. No, no, it's off market. But that's the, that's yeah. the estimate. Yeah. Well, I paid 70. What did I say? 76 or 74, yeah. something like that, for it. But anyhow, damn. Uh, yeah, I loved it, dude. It was right by a park. It's a cool neighborhood. All the people were cool. I think about that house a lot because I had a lot of good times there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um. But had I stopped there and said, I'm, I'm now, now I'm 44. And if I was still living in that house, 
And I mean, look, look at look at all the things that have been created because I'm setting bigger goals. Yeah, yeah. So we have to set bigger goals for ourselves once we hit our goals. And we have to realize that just because we hit a goal, like this is a lot of problem with young success. Okay. This guy's 24 years old. I think he said, mm-hmm. yeah, 24. And, 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 you know, sometimes these, these guys who are 24 years old, they get in a, like, like if this guy came from a place that was, you know, total shit, right. Let's say he came from a dirty fucking trailer park. That's filled with meth heads and shit, which is honestly, there's a lot of those in Missouri, right? If this guy comes from that situation, this might be the Taj Mahal to him. Okay, but the problem is, is that, dude, that's only to you and you got fucking 60 years ahead of you. Yeah. So what you know, you have a decision to make. Am I going to stay right here? Am I going to live my life and be happy? Which, by the way, if that's what you want, there's no judgment. All right. But what I'm saying to you is, is if you're that ambitious now and you don't keep moving, you're going to feel bad about staying in the same spot. So it's important that we set bigger goals and that we continue to progress through life. And if you talk to any of the communists or socialist people, they'll say, that's just capitalism disease in your brain. No, it's not. Because we have to have a purpose. We have to have a drive. And the reality is, is our pursuit of a bigger goal produces a lot of good for people outside of ourselves. So what gifts are you suppressing by staying in that place and being content where you are? How many products, how many lives changed, how many new ideas, how much good is now being kept in your jar because you've decided to stay right where you are. That's something to think about, right? That's why contentment and comfort is not necessarily a great thing because it keeps all of it keeps a lot of the benefit and a lot of the um you know success that you would create for other people bottled up to yourself. It's very selfish if you really think about it. So, because who, who else is going to be able to say and look at your story and be like, "Oh shit, I can I'm 23. I can do this." Now, at 23, bro, they might be looking at you and saying, "Great fucking That's job." It. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But where at 43 they're going to be saying that or they're going to be saying, "Man, you gave up at 23." Right. So, so look, dude, real winners are always pursuing more. And this is why people like, you know, Michael Jordan, they get out of sports, they get into business. Right, because they want to continue to progress. They want to continue to get better. It's a, it's a fucking, it's like Tim Grover says. It's a cleaner mindset, and that cleaner mindset, while it may not be everybody's cup of tea, it provides a lot of good. So you just have to decide where you're going to be. Are you going to be 24 years old living in that same house that you just bought, or are you going to continue to progress? And through that pursuit and progression, a lot of other good is going to be created for a lot of other people, including yourself. I love it, man. All right, guys. Andy, question number three. Hi, Andy. I work for a well-established construction and industrial maintenance company. We are in the middle of a major shift in culture and expectations. Several of us have banded together with the common goal of raising the bar and improving ourselves and our product. What advice can you give on how to deal with the remaining, quote, this has always been good enough attitude or the resistance given by the bare minimum guys? I value what everyone brings to the table. However, at what point does it become either start rowing or get the fuck off the boat? The minute that the that you decide that you're going to create a much better way and you have people who are... You, look, dude, you got to realize there's anchors and there's propellers in the boat. Yeah. Okay? There's people who are going to fucking row and then there's people who are going to fucking hold the boat back. And I have very little tolerance for people who fucking hold the boat back. I am very direct... I handle it. 
Like, dude, they're taking money off of your fuck. They're taking food off your fucking table, bro. These that, people. Like just, that's how you gotta look. These at it. people are taking food off of your table by being negative, by saying this is the way we always did it, so we're not gonna get better. By saying this is all I'm willing to do. When you're trying to get everything going better, so that everybody can be more profitable and we can make more money and we can produce more for ourselves. And then you got motherfuckers that show up and they say, well, this is not how I, what I signed up for. Then get the fuck out. That's my take. I don't have any fucking tolerance for it. Mm. Like, bro, I fucking hate it. I despise it. I think it's disgusting. It makes me want to puke. I don't want those people around me. I don't want them talking to me. I don't want to fucking see their faces. That's how much I fucking hate people that hold back. I fucking hate it. I have zero tolerance for it. And that's not to say that I have zero tolerance for people that don't know. If okay. people don't know... And they're not they they're not skilled, but they're working hard to become skilled, and they're trying to figure out how to row. I love those people, but the people who just come in and they fucking we all know them. They 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 make a they make comments about every little thing. They got a negative thing to say about every little thing. They they work to hold the company back. They they snicker. They start drama. They start gossip. And by by the way, I'm gonna say this: gossip and drama are for weak motherfuckers. Broke people gossip and drama. Every bit of energy that you spend on gossip and drama is a bit of energy that you could apply to becoming successful and becoming great and building something great. And all winners understand this. This is why you don't see winners getting involved in drama and gossip bullshit. It's an energy drain. It's terrible for your progress. And people who win consistently don't put up with that shit. They don't get involved with it. They don't put up with it. They despise it because they understand we only have so much energy. And if we apply that energy to things that don't actually fucking affect us getting better, we're holding ourselves back. So you'll see all these people get involved in the gossip at work and the drama at work. And what that's really doing is hurting themselves and they're not aware of it. All right. So I hate all that shit. I have zero tolerance for it. I don't like being around it. I don't associate with people that are into it. I fucking hate it. All right. And if you don't hate it, you'll tolerate it. And it'll end up costing you progress. It'll end up costing you the ability to take care of your own shit because you're saying, well, you know, we've got 10 people on the team and six of them want to get better and four of them don't, then fucking get rid of the four hmm. as fast as you can. Stay a million miles away from them. Be fucking aggressively resistant to their opinions. When they talk that dumb shit, you tell them they're dumb as fuck. You call them out right to their fucking face. You'd be surprised how quick you can stifle gossip and drama and negative culture by looking at people and saying, you're a dumb motherfucker. Fuck you. I'm not going to let you fuck with my family because you're a lazy piece of shit. You'll see what happens. They'll either quit or they'll fucking join in and start rowing the boat. And that's how the attitude you have to have because what you don't hate, you will tolerate. And there is no room for tolerating that kind of culture when you have the majority of the team trying to be great and then you have one or two or three little fucking pussies who are trying to fuck it up for everybody. No. I, I would fire those people immediately. I would get rid of them. I wouldn't tolerate them. And I would draw a distinct line between people who just aren't skilled but are trying and people who are bad cultural fits. Okay? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Just because someone's not rowing the boat fast doesn't mean that they won't one day become someone that can row the boat fast. But if they're fucking an anchor, you got to cut those anchors out, bro, or you fucking lose. Yeah. And, and, and so that's the answer to your question. How bad do you want it for your family? How bad do you want it for you? Are you willing to tolerate this culture shit? And a lot of this is entrepreneur shit because culture should manage culture. 
And the people, like if you're an employee of a company and there's you're on a winning team and everybody's pretty bought in and then there's three or four people that aren't, fuck those people. You guys shouldn't associate with those people. You should ostracize them. You should shame them and you should get them the fuck out of your company. And then they're going to go on the internet and they're going to say how that was unfair and it was this and that. No bullshit. They always got a story because they got a problem with everything they fucking did. The internet doesn't buy that shit no more. It doesn't buy this idea. You've failed at every single fucking job that you've ever had and every single fucking job you've ever left, you've complained about. Who's the common denominator? We all know. You're not hiding. You're not fooling anybody. So fuck those people. Let them fucking leave. Get them, get rid of them and move forward with people who are going to row the boat. And by the way, if people don't want to row the boat and they say, hey, this just isn't for me, that's fucking cool too. That's a cool thing. Or hey, I'd rather do this with my life. That's okay. I'm talking specifically about people who are intentionally pulling the whole program down. You, those people have to go, and they have to go with prejudice. That's the reality. It, it's, it's, they got to go. Yeah. Do you want to win or do you want to lose? What do you want for your fucking kids, bro? You want your kids to eat or you want your kids to starve? Because you tolerating that motherfucker who's negative all the time, who's fucking holding shit back and fucking shit up with the company, your kids are going to starve. And that's real shit. I fucking hate those people. I love it, man. Yeah. But it makes me think, too, because it's like, you know, what about the new people that come in to the boat? Yeah. And if you still got those four people that ain't rowing or they have a they chance already to... admitted to you that they are anchors, it's what contagious. are those new people doing? Well, you have a 50-50 shot. Yeah. Because now you have two different culture sects inside your boat. Like wars. So the new guy comes in. <laughs> you got a new guy that comes in who's who's perfectly skilled and perfectly capable, who's great, and he makes friends with one of the negative Nancys, now all of a sudden you got another t- guy on their team. Boat's getting heavy. Yes. And it ruin- And then it- how-, how expensive is it to hire and train and work with the wrong person only to have them be a bad cultural fit? So you have to fucking be aggressive about weeding out your culture. And you have to take it personal because it is personal because it's affecting you. It's affecting your outcome. So, like I said, when it's just not for them and they want to do something else, awesome, man. I'll support you all day. It's, it's just not for you. Cool. I get that. But if you come in and fuck it up on purpose because you've you're, you're, you got a problem with you, that's a problem with me. Those problems got to be handled. And you have to get rid of those people and fuck those people. Because, they, bro, they fuck you up. They're fucking Let's you up. fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> They're taking food yeah. off of your kid's fucking table, bro. That's how you have to look at it. And so, you know, and, and dude, this is, this is something for employees. Like, if you're an employee in an organization and you're really bought in and you're trying to believe and you got people around you chirping in your ear or saying this or that, you got to be willing to be a leader and say, hey, fuck you, man. I don't believe in that. And you'd be surprised how quick people fucking get in line when they get told that once or twice. Yeah, because that, yeah. yeah, because that's the cultural norm of society. If you ask most people if they like their job, they fucking hate their job. If you ask, and by the way, you have to make an effort to make their job awesome, right? And give them opportunity. There's, there's a lot to this question, but the main point is this. Is it malicious intent? Are they holding it back? Are they being just lazy fucks when you're all trying to win? If the answer is yes, then get rid of them. If the answer is they're good people and they just don't fit, be nice to them, but get rid of them. If their answer is they don't want to be there, then support where they do want to go and still be cool with them. That's okay too. 
But the idea of this negative culture, oh, this has always been this way, fuck that, fuck the man, fuck you guys, you guys are just a bunch, you're sitting in the front row, you're bringing a teacher an apple, you're brown nose, fuck those people. Those people end up fucking broke a hundred times out of a hundred their entire lives. Stay the fuck away. It's cancer and it'll fucking kill you. I love it, man. I love it. Guys, Andy, that was three. Yep, go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold.